Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. I'm your host, Hal Elrod. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about the one question that you can ask every single day. And that one question can transform your life, enable you to create the most extraordinary life you've ever imagined one day at a time and help other people do the same. I know that sounds like a big promise, but I promise you uh, I am not exaggerating. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to thank our sponsor. Our show today is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi makes health and wellness products. It's one of my favorite brands in that space because they don't use synthetic chemicals to make their products, which most vitamin companies and supplement companies absolutely do, right? For vitamin C, they use ascorbic acid, right? That That's not vitamin C. It's a synthetic form of vitamin C, but Organifi uses all their products from nature. So you get vitamin C from acerola cherries and different like camu berries, right? It's, it's different whole food sources so that you're getting the real deal from nature and not from a lab. Right now, you can get 15% off of your order at Organifi.com forward slash Hal. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com forward slash Hal and use the code HAL, H-A-L, at your checkout, and you'll get 15% off all their products. Every day, I use their vegan protein powder. It is delicious. Their red juice, their green juice. They've got a tea at night. They've got their new immunity product, which I've been using, especially as we're approaching flu season and just with the whole virus going around, all the different sicknesses and illnesses. Immunity helps your immune system stay strong, and it does it with the power of nature, not the laboratory. So again, check out Organifi.com forward slash Hal and use the code Hal at checkout for 15% off. And I hope you find something there that you love as much as I love all of Organifi's products. And without further ado, let's get to this one single question that's going to be a game changer for you and your life. I'm excited to share this with you. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Goal Achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, let's make today a short episode. Are you down for that? Actually, in about 45 minutes, I am recording the commentary for the Miracle Morning movie DVD. I've never done this before, where you actually, I'm going to watch the movie with Nick Conadera, our director, Teresa Larico, our producer, and we'll be doing like a voiceover where you've probably seen that before on, you know, the DVD special features where you, uh, you know, we're going to talk about just talk over the movie and like, oh, this scene, oh yeah, here's what happened here. I don't know. We'll figure this out, I guess, as it goes. But uh, yeah, so I'm doing that in 45 minutes. So we've, I've got a little time constraint, but I have something today to talk to you about. It's actually based on Thanksgiving. Uh, we just celebrated Thanksgiving here in the US. And I clarify here in the US because we've got you know a, a large amount of our audience, uh, tens of thousands of listeners at least are 
from around the world. And so here in the U.S., we celebrated the Thanksgiving holiday last week, and it's one of my favorite holidays in the spirit of just thanks. You know, that for me is important to live a life of gratitude, and I really believe that the quality of our life in a lot of ways, if not just all-encompassing, the quality of our life is in direct proportion to the degree of gratitude that we're present to. So that's my my philosophy or belief is that you know when we're when we're focused we're present on all that we have to be grateful for our life tends to feel like it's really in harmony and at the same time we could focus on the things that we're not grateful for the things that we're upset about or bother us or whatever that might be and of course then we are, we're in disharmony so gratitude and thanks are so important and of course you could give a distinction between the two where gratitude is kind of the internal feeling and thanks is the the action, right? Where you're expressing thanks, whether it's to another person, to God, to thin air, right? Just sometimes I'll just say, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this life. And, you know, I'm not talking directly to anyone necessarily. I'm just expressing thanks. And then I get to experience that expression of thanks. So, I woke up Thanksgiving morning and I was journaling, I was meditating, I was doing my miracle morning, of course, and had uh, a few thoughts that I thought I would share, uh, some personal kind of thoughts that came up for me on my how I was going to approach Thanksgiving with my family to get the most out of it and to make it special for all of us. And then I wanted to pay it forward kind of, you know, with you and with our community and, and share it online. So I sent out an email, sent some social media, and I'm going to read what I wrote. I'm going to read the post that I wrote. I think it's also what I sent out in the email. And then I want to talk about it. And I want to talk about how to apply it to everyday life, because that's kind of what I realized as I was writing this is, wow, this is really, this isn't just something for today, the annual Thanksgiving holiday. This approach that I'm going to talk about is how we can approach every day to really get the most out of life and give the most in our lives. So here we go, without further delay. So this is the one question, the way that I I framed this when I posted on Thanksgiving, the one question that can help you create the most meaningful Thanksgiving ever, all right? The one question that can help you create the most meaningful Thanksgiving ever. And the reason I'm, again, sharing this now, even though Thanksgiving is over, is because I think this is the one question that can help you create the most meaningful life ever, the most meaningful day after day after day, every single day ever. All right, so here we go. Friends, while we are celebrating Thanksgiving here in the United States, the conditions for many of us may be challenging this year. Government-imposed restrictions, some family members absent from our celebrations, financial hardship, etc. But as always, today will be what we make of it. So today I'm asking myself one question that I'd invite you to consider. How can I show up today for myself and for my family in a way that all of us might experience the most meaningful Thanksgiving we've ever had? I'll say that. I'll read that question again. How can I show up today for myself and for my family in a way that all of us might experience the most meaningful Thanksgiving we've ever had? In other words, rather than focusing our energy on what we wish were different and complaining about it, either silently or out loud, rather than just being a day where we eat too much and strategize our Black Friday sales plan of attack, how can we go back to our historical and spiritual roots as we consciously experience heartfelt gratitude and actively express heartfelt thanks for all that we have and all that we are? 
Some of the answers that have come up for me to this question, be at peace with all things that are out of my control. Start my day by meditating for 20 minutes in a state of gratitude. Journal what I'm thankful for and why, and then ponder and feel gratitude for each person and each item on my list. Focus my energy throughout the day on selflessly serving my family, being helpful, being playful, being loving, etc. Invite my friends, family, and community to ask themselves this same question. Before Thanksgiving dinner, I will address each person at our table, look them in the eye, and tell them what about them I appreciate and am thankful for. And last but not least, as I drift off to sleep tonight, I will remain in a state of gratitude for my life. These are just a few ideas that came to me this morning, many during my meditation, that I will be conscious of and implementing throughout the day. Now, I pose the question for you. How can you show up today for yourself and for your family in a way that all of you might experience the most meaningful Thanksgiving you've ever had? May your answers to this question and the gratitude you feel and the thanks you express today remind you that how you decide to show up today need not be reserved for the annual Thanksgiving holiday, but that we can all choose to show up in an optimal way every single day. I am deeply grateful for you. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of a small part of your life and for being a bigger part of my life than you could ever imagine. With love and gratitude, how? So that was my post. And I could leave it at that because I think that I really, I tried to address everything that I'm trying to address again today. I just want to expand on it, right? So some of those answers that came up to that question for me were being at peace with all things that are out of my control, right? Well, that's something that's universal, not just Thanksgiving, but for all of us right now, more than ever, but every day to be at peace with all the things that you can't change. You might go, but Hal, I'm frustrated with the things I can't change. Okay. I get it. You're frustrated. You have every right to be frustrated and you have every choice. You have the choice to remain frustrated or the choice to ask yourself, does being frustrated about the things I can't change serve me? Does being frustrated about the things I can't change add value to my life? Is it valuable for me to remain in this state. And and the frustration, by the way, might not be the state. It might be angry or scared. And you got to ask yourself, does that state serve you? And if not, then the only logical choice that we have as human beings, if we find ourselves resisting our reality and wishing that we could change things that are out of our control, that we have no immediate direct power to change, at least not in this moment, this moment, things are as they are. And we can either accept that and give ourselves the gift of inner peace, or we can resist that and be frustrated and be angry and, and, and just, uh, just experience a lot of inner emotional turmoil. And again, the choice is yours. The choice is always yours. And so which will you choose? So another answer to the question, how can I show up today for myself and for my family in a way that all of us might experience the most meaningful Thanksgiving we've ever had. And again, I'm going to, this point forward, I'm going to replace the word Thanksgiving with life or day, you know, just something much more universal. We're going to move past the Thanksgiving holiday now, right? It's behind us. Let's, let's live in this moment. 
So that question, how can I show up today for myself and for my family? And I'm going to repeat the question a lot so that you get, I want it ingrained. If you haven't written it down yet, write it down. I want this ingrained for you because this to me is arguably the most important question or at least some version of this question. You can, of course, edit it so it feels, you know, in your words. But this is arguably the most important question that you can ask each and every day. How can I show up today for myself and for my family? And by the way, again, you can edit this. It might not be for your family. It might just be for myself. It might be for myself and my loved ones or for myself and my friends or for myself and my team. How can I show up today for myself and others in a way that all of us might experience the most meaningful life we've ever had or the most meaningful life we can imagine or the best day ever, right? If every day that's your intention, how do I show up today so that that I and every person in my world can live the best day of our lives because if you if you have that intention and that commitment and every day you literally strive this isn't hyperbole you literally strive to make today the best day of your life because last time i checked there's no good reason not to right there's no good reason not to even if you're in the midst of pain or adversity like when i had cancer and i was going through that painful journey i still woke up every day and i go i'm going to make today the best day of my life and it's not based on my circumstances It's based on my mindset. It's based on my intention. It's based on how I'm committed to showing up. So consider that even in the midst of the most challenging, painful, difficult circumstances in your life, you can still wake up every single day or in any given moment where you find yourself mentally or emotionally or logistically challenged. And you can ask, how can I show up now, today, in this moment for myself and others in a way that all of us might experience the best day, the most meaningful day the, the you know, and it, you can apply it to a meeting, the, the best meeting, right, of our lives. How can I show up in that way? So again, the first answer was be at peace with all things that are out of my control. And I invite you when you find yourself not in peace, when you find yourself experiencing emotional turmoil, put your hand on your chest, take a deep breath and say those three words I've taught for so long, can't change it. I can't change this thing that I'm resisting in this moment. I might be able to change it in the next moment. I might be able to do something. I might be able to take an action now that will change this in the future. But I'm going to be at peace in this moment while I take that action and move forward. So that was the first answer that came up for me. Be at peace with all things that are out of my control. Number two, start my day by meditating for 20 minutes in a state of gratitude. Again, not reserved for the Thanksgiving holiday, I would say that's going to serve you and me every day of our lives. And something I've talked a lot about lately is what I would call emotional optimization meditation. And this morning, it was funny, during my meditation, I actually had a distinction and I thought, you know what? I think there's a better name for that. I think there's a better name than emotional optimization meditation because there's more parts of your mindset than just your emotion, right? There's your emotions, there's your, really, there's your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, all these aspects. So I think that a, a more, a better name for this meditation is really state optimization meditation. State meaning your mental and your emotional state. 
and your physical state, right? You could even expand that. So I like state optimization meditation. This is new for me, so I'm going to think through and I'll, I'm sure I'll do an episode in the future where we'll really dive deeper into that. But, uh, but again, starting your day with 20 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes, whatever, or an hour of state optimization meditation where you meditate feeling the state that you want to feel, whether that's gratitude or peace or love or joy or happiness or confidence or clarity, choose the state, right? Clarity is more of a a mental state than an emotional state, you could say, right? Which is why I like this whole shift from emotional optimization meditation to state optimization meditation. But what state do you want to experience more of, more often, more consistent? What, What state do you want to be your default state of being? Well, meditating on that state in the morning is the mo- one of the most effective ways I've found to make that state, whatever the state you want to live in, or states, there's more than one, but whatever you want to consistently think and feel, well, set your timer in the morning, get into that state, and stay there, sit there, marinate, if you will, in that state so it becomes more and more and more a part of you, more your norm. You become acclimated to it. It becomes who you are not just something that you do. So that was number two. Start by my day by meditating for 20 minutes in a state of gratitude. Number three, the third answer that came up for me when I asked the question, how might I show up today for myself and others in a way that all of us might experience the most meaningful day of our lives? Number three was journal what I'm thankful for and why, and then ponder and feel deep gratitude for each person and each item on my list. Journaling, of course, is the part of the describing of the savers. The final S in savers is for scribing. That's your journaling practice. And so that's something that, again, not reserved for a holiday, but every day, all of us. And that's something I do part of my Miracle Morning every day, and many of you probably do too. Uh, So that was the third answer. So uh, journal, what I'm thankful for and why. The why is important, by the way. The why is important. And you don't always have to journal the why. But that's the feel part. So for me, let, let me let me explain. And I think I covered this in the Miracle Morning book. But you know, the purpose of, or not the purpose, but in terms of gratitude, the quality of the gratitude is important. And, and there's a difference between what I would call intellectual gratitude and heartfelt, soulful, earth-shattering gratitude. And what I mean by that is. Intellectual gratitude is like checking the boxes, right? It's making the list. If I said, what are you grateful for? You'd go, um, you'd search your brain. You go, ah, my family, that I have a roof over my head, that I have food to eat, right? But 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 it wouldn't seep into your your soul. You know, it wouldn't necessarily seep into your body, your being, your emotions. It would just be up in your head. You'd be checking the boxes, going through the list in your head. And I've been guilty of that in the past. And I had that awareness. I don't know. I probably read it somewhere or learned it from somebody else. I don't remember. It was 12 years ago, but I went from, oh, wait a minute. There's just thinking for a moment and writing down what I'm grateful for. And then there's writing it down and then pondering it and asking myself, what about this makes me grateful? Why why am I grateful for my wife, Ursula? What about her do I feel deep gratitude for? And, you know, and you can start her smile, like when she looks at me and I feel her love. And then you just go deep into that feeling of gratitude. And that's where you really, that's where you impact the impact of gratitude, moving it from intellectual to soulful, 
heartfelt, earth-shattering, gratitude. That's where it has an impact on your nervous system. That's where you rewire your brain to make gratitude uh, your, more of your default state. It's not by just momentarily thinking it. It's by deeply feeling it and prolonging that feeling, whether it's for 30 seconds or for, you know, for a few minutes. But each item on my gratitude list when I write it in the morning, which I do almost every morning, more often than not, it's the writing of it is just that that's the first piece so that I anchor it's it's there. It's in writing. Now I can, I'm not going to forget it. Right. And then I look at it and then I ponder it and then I feel it. And then I'll ask myself, what about this am I grateful for? When might I have felt that gratitude at a deep, heartfelt, soulful level? And then I go there and I stay there. So I encourage you to do the same. All right. Number four, the fourth answer I came up with, focus my energy throughout the day on selflessly serving my family, being helpful, being playful, being loving, etc. All right, I'm excited to, to dive into this one because I really believe, similar to the quality of your life in any given moment in terms of your inner world, your, your state, can be correlated to the amount of gratitude, the degree of gratitude that you're present to, Right. And that's not the only thing. I mean, obviously, you could be doing something fun, and that's going to enhance your internal state and your quality of life, of course. But what I've found, and I think that this is true for all of us, I think we can all look at, you know, times in our life, and it's probably, hopefully, it's not, you don't have to look too far for a time in your life. Hopefully, this is like a, a daily thing, or at least like a weekly thing, where you're you're dedicating uh, yourself to adding value for other people, to serving, selflessly serving other people. And because what I found is that is the key to fulfillment. You know, one of my mentors, Mark Lovis, when I used to sell Cutco back in 2000, you know, three, four, five, gosh, it's been a long time, 15 years. But Mark at a conference, I can remember, I think we're in Sacramento, California, and we were at a conference and, uh, you know, in the audience, I'm learning and taking notes. And uh, Mark gives us this lesson. He says, in life, focus more on getting off self and on purpose. Off, getting off self and on purpose. And he said, purpose is always about how can you impact the greater good and not just yourself. And he said, that's where fulfillment comes from, right? When we help another person, when we serve another person. And that could be as simple as the person at the grocery store calling them by their name on their name tag, right? Or at the restaurant on their, on their name tag, which my kids always give me you know, like, dad, why do you always talk to them like you know them? And I'm like, well, my mom taught me that every person is my friend that I just, that they don't know it yet, right? Like my mom always says that they're, they're my friend. They just, they don't know it yet. So I've always taken that, that lesson from my mom. But anyway, the point is you can add value by simply complimenting someone or not saying a word, but looking someone in the eye and listening when they really need to be heard. You can add value. You can selflessly serve by listening, by being there for somebody, by, or by giving advice, right? Or by buying flowers. You know, I mean, you know, there's, there's infinite ways to serve other people. And I find that not only in the micro, meaning in the moment, daily, when you serve others, when you selflessly add value for other people, not only does that enrich your life, your mental and emotional well-being, but on the macro, the more 
you focus on serving others, or, or one way to put it is the more you focus on adding value for other people, the more valuable you become to those people. Think about that. Think about the friend that it always makes you feel good, right? Because they listen and they they compliment you, you know, sincerely, and they they build you up and they 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 believe in you and they breathe that belief into you and they speak that belief into you and you just feel great to be around them because they 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 bring out they see the best in you they bring out the best in you. What a beautiful way that we can all add value for every person in our life, and therefore when but those people that do that. They're the most valuable to us because they add value. The more value you add for others, the more valuable you become to others. And so, again, I I just want to pause right there. But that, if you don't have that written down, if that's not in your affirmations, to focus your energy every day on seeing the best in every person you see, every person that you see, whether you see them online or you see them across the room or, you know, you talk to them on the phone and you just, you see them through your spirit. Every person that you see, if you focus on seeing the best in them, because guess what? Just like in life, you you may have heard me share the two pages lesson. In life, we all have two pages to focus on. One page that lists all the positive, everything we have to feel good about and excited about and grateful for. That's the positive page. And then the other page is the painful page. It lists everything that we feel bad about, that we feel depressed about or scared about or angry or all of our faults and our fears and our shortcomings and our failures. And both in life, every single one of us has both pages to focus on. And anyone that complains about their life, they're just, they're just verbalizing the painful page. It doesn't make it any more real than the positive page, but which one you focus on quite literally determines the quality of your life. When you focus on everything you have to feel bad about, you feel bad. If you focus on everything that you have to feel good about, you feel good. And it's not about choosing one or the other, but it is about choosing how much time you spend on either page and how, when you're spending that time, how you are approaching it. Meaning, if you look at the painful page and you go, oh God, there's life is hard and there's so many things. Like, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, that came across as like, like joking or whatever. I, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm being serious. So like, if you're focusing on the painful things, right, life is painful. And if you're doing it in a way where you're doing it and feeling sorry for yourself and feeling hopeless and, and feeling like where that's not constructive. But if you're focusing on, okay, here's the things in my life that are not ideal here's the things in the world that I can't control. I'm going to accept what I can't change. I'm going to focus on taking active steps on what I can change, moving my life forward, right? So you can focus on the painful page in a way that is destructive or that is constructive, that is reactive or that is proactive, right? So again, it's not just focusing on one page or the other. You want to focus on both. You want to focus on the painful aspects of your life, the challenges, the adversity you want to learn, you want to grow from them. You want to ask yourself, what can you do to transcend, to overcome those challenges in your life? Absolutely. Don't ignore it. Don't be Mr. or Mrs. Delusionally positive all the time. No, you want to acknowledge and you want to extract value from the painful page, the challenges in your life. But then you want to spend, for me, you know, it's the old 80-20 rule. 
You know, and for me, it's really like 90-10 or 95-5, where I'm going to spend 90% of my time focusing on the things in my life that I appreciate so that they appreciate, that I love so that I feel and experience the life that I want to experience. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't enjoy suffering. I'm at peace with suffering. I can go through it, right? And, and, and view it in a way where I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow from it. But we all can do that. But, but I don't want to live there. I don't want to live in, in the space of focusing on everything that's wrong with the world, everything that's wrong with me, everything that's wrong with my life. I don't want to live. I don't want that to be my reality. That's a depressing reality. I'm going to acknowledge those things. I'm going to, I'm, not, I'm going to be realistic about those things. I'm going to be at peace with those things, but I'm going to focus my energy on the things that bring me joy, the things that make me feel good, the things that make me feel excited and grateful and hopeful and loving and all of it. And I share that with you because I want to circle back to what led me into bringing up this lesson of the two pages that we have in life. Every person in our lives also has two pages, right? You can, and because this is going back to that lesson of seeing the best in other people, this is one of the best ways I believe that we can selflessly serve and add value for other people. It's not going to the soup kitchen. I mean, that's great. Yes. Go, you know, my mom donates blood, I think every single week. I don't know if it's, it's as often as she is allowed to. She donates blood and she has for, I don't even know, decades? How long ago? My sister Amory died when I was nine years old. I am now 41. I believe my mom has donated blood every week or two or however often she's allowed to for the last 22 years, give or take. And so anyway, so that's a way to selflessly serve. She also, I can do a whole episode. I can have, you know what? I have my mom on the podcast. My mom is incredible. She lives her life so in alignment with her values. It's amazing. So, uh, but that's another story. The point is, Seeing the best in other people is one of the best ways we can add value for the people and we can selflessly serve, see the best in others and don't just see it, but speak it so that they feel it, believe in them. Because sometimes one of the greatest lessons I learned when I was younger is that we have to believe in the belief that others have in us until our belief catches up. Think about that. Sometimes you have to believe in the belief someone else has in you until your belief catches up. When I was 19 and I, I, I gave up my job as a radio DJ, which was like my dream job to take this chance on a, a, a position selling kitchen cutlery because my friend talked me into it and I loved the product and I was like, I'm going to give this a try. It was a real challenge for me. Well, my mentor, Jesse, I, I didn't have any self-belief. Like I had, I had very little self-belief. I, I, at, at 19, I had been a you know, not a very successful student. I had never achieved anything in sports. I never achieved really much of anything except the, the DJ job was kind of cool. But I didn't have a lot of self-belief. I didn't believe I could accomplish anything I put my mind to, like none of that. I had never read a self-help book, none of that. But I, my mentor, my uh, Jesse Levine, who I caught up with the other day, Jesse, he believed in me. And he spoke that belief into me. He saw the best in me. He saw me at my full potential. And he saw everyone that way. That's the, that's the thing. It wasn't me that was special, if you will. It was Jesse that was special. And what I mean by that is he was special in that he had decided that he would see the best in every person in his life. And he would speak that belief into those people. 
and he would tell them constantly what they were capable of and why and how he saw that to be true until their belief caught up. And I'll never forget Jesse. I mean, he's, of course, I'll never forget him. He's one of my best friends, but he's one of the most influential people in my life for that reason. He believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And it took a long time. In fact, I'd say I'm still catching up. My, my belief is still catching up in myself. I have lots of days where I doubt myself. But yeah, but Jesse, I, I don't know that, you know, there aren't too many people in my life that have added more value. And the way that he added value was by seeing the best in me and then speaking that into me, breathing that belief that I could do anything into me. And then I started to actually live into Jesse's belief. And so we can do that for the people in our life. We can do it for our spouses and for our kids and for our friends. We, you can do it on social media by posting, you know, if you follow me on social media on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, not every day, but I, I tried it every day. I go through streaks where I, like, I go on vacation, I don't do it for a few days, and then there's a holiday and I fall off and then I get back on. But as often as I can, I, you know, I post things every day to try to breathe belief into all of us, into, into you and into all of us. And so you can do it that way. You can on social media say, hey, friends, remember, you are capable of more than you've ever imagined for yourself. Anything that you want to overcome, that you need to overcome or want to accomplish you can absolutely do. Take your first step today, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm just riffing here, but that's breathing belief in other people. And guess what? The influencers online who speak that way in their, in their writing, in their text, they have a lot of followers. Why? Because they're adding value to people, for people. They're adding value for people in a way that you know now they're, they become valuable and then they get followers. And then people turn to them for that encouragement and that inspiration and that belief. So again, the answer to the question, how can I show up today for myself and for others in a way that all of us might experience the most meaningful day of our lives? And remember, you can edit that question to fit you know, your own language. But the answer to that was focus my energy throughout the day on selflessly serving my family being helpful, being playful, being loving, etc. And I'm sharing with you that one of the most simple, effective ways that you can selflessly serve the people in your life, your friends, your family, your children, your employees, your clients, your colleague, you name it, is to see the best in them. Focus on the positive page. That, by the way, that, let me circle back to that point. We all have a page of all the negative and we all have a page of all the positive and you can either focus on the negative in another person and say well yeah but I, they're this and they're that and I don't like them because they're always late and and they you know they they're they they gossip and they're blah 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 there's there's infinite that that list of faults in a person it's infinite you can go forever they have a big nose right you can just go forever with the faults and the criticism and the condemning you could go for forever but you could also go forever with the positive you can see you know what that person has struggled in their life and they, they really are strong. Yeah, you know what? They complain, but they don't realize it. I, you know, I think that, that that's an unconscious incompetence of theirs. I'm not going to judge them for it. I'm not going to condemn them. They literally aren't even aware that they're doing it. It's just how they talk. And I bet it's because their parents complained or other people in their life complain. And it's just, it simply rubbed off on them, right? You see what I'm, you see, I'm, you, you can even look at faults and see them with, through a lens of empathy and compassion. 
and love and support and even someone's faults, you can see in a positive way. So I think one of the most effective ways that we can add value for other people is to see the best in them and then speak that into them. Let your belief in those you love and those you lead inspire them to instill that belief in themselves. The fifth answer to that question was invite my friends, family, and community to ask themselves this question. So I'm doing that right now, right? But again, that goes back to the how can you add value for other people? You know, and that for me, it's interesting, right? It's no coincidence that for me, when I wrote down, focus my energy throughout the day on selflessly serving my family, that the next answer that came up for me was invite my friends, family, and community to ask themselves this question because that was like the most obvious way to serve other people. The next answer was before Thanksgiving dinner, I will address each person at our table, look them in the eye and tell them what about them I appreciate and am thankful for. Again, don't reserve that for Thanksgiving. And my my family will tell you that I tell them every day how amazing they are and how much I love them and how, and I, you know, and just how grateful I am. I thank them for all the things they do. And to the point where my kids will roll their eyes. Like, you know, my, my wife will be like, okay, you t- you're talking to me. Like, I literally, I do it to a fault. So I don't know that I'm the perfect example to model, but the point is that acknowledge the people in your life, right? That's also a way to add value is just to really recognize and thank them. You know, catch your spouse. If you're married, catch your spouse doing things right. Thank them and do it in in fun ways. Grab, you know, some, and I, I got to get back to this. I was doing it for a while and I fell off, but I was writing post-it notes and I would, I would stick a post-it note in the morning on my wife's bathroom mirror. So when she went to brush her teeth, it would say, you know, hey, I love you. Thank you for being a wonderful wife and you make my life. But it was whatever was on my heart that morning, right? And then I'd put a post-it note on the fridge and go, hey, thank you for making our family nutritious, homemade meals every, just about every single day. I see how hard you work and I so appreciate it. And that post-it note actually stayed up for like six months until it finally fell off. But again, acknowledge the people in your life for, tell them what you appreciate them, what you appreciate about them. Let them know every day every day. Don't take what they do for granted. Acknowledge, again, focus on the positive page and call it out for them. And then last but not least, the last answer I had, which is, is a good close to, uh, to kind of these, these thoughts. As I drift off to sleep tonight, I will remain in a state of gratitude for my life. When COVID-19 hit and a lot of feelings of out of controlness, right? A lot of, wow, I can't control this virus. I don't know how bad it is. I don't know, you know, like I I can't control, wow, the the businesses are shutting down. Wait, we're quarantined in our house. Like this, it it just, you know, it created a lot. I think it created a really, uh, a collective stress across the globe that is still being felt by many, if not most people. I, you know, I still feel it for sure. But, and I had a trouble sleeping, right? It really, it added to my challenges sleeping. And then I just realized it was just a really profound yet very simple epiphany that when I'm going to bed, my only objective is getting a good night's sleep. That's it. It's not solving all the problems in the world. It's not even solving all the problems or any of the problems in my life. That's not the purpose. And the more I focus on that as I fall asleep, if I allow my mind to wander or go down the various rabbit holes, try to think about all my stresses and my challenges and my problems, right? That doesn't lend itself to the only objective that we have at bedtime, which is to get a good night's sleep so that we can wake up rested and refreshed and ready to 
take on the day, ready to ask ourselves the question, how can I show up today for myself and for my family in a way that all of us might experience the best day of our lives? That nighttime, just before bed, very simple epiphany was a game changer because ever since then, now when I go to bed, the only thoughts I'm allowed to think are those that are conducive to me falling asleep, such as, oh, I'm so rested, I'm so tired, I feel myself falling asleep. So sometimes I'll think those thoughts. Sometimes I'll think thoughts of gratitude. I'll just run through my head of all the things that I'm grateful for. And it helps, by the way, every morning to do that in your journal to make a list of those things because in doing so, they become top of mind. And now you can reference that list as you're falling asleep that night and you kind of sandwich your day with feelings of gratitude, with the the state of being grateful. And that is a beautiful state to fall asleep to. So again, the answer to that question for me was, as I drift to sleep tonight, I will remain in a state of gratitude for my life. And I'm inviting you and encouraging you that at bedtime, do whatever you need to do. If it's as simple as just taking a breath and thinking through the things you're grateful for and then reminding yourself how well you're going to sleep, which is really a form of affirmation. That's great. Now, if, if, if getting there is a little challenging and you have habitually been thinking stressful thoughts at bedtime, you might need to do a little mini miracle morning before you go to bed. And I know a lot of members of the miracle morning community do a mini miracle morning before bed. And a mini miracle morning could either be the six minute miracle morning where you do one minute of silence or meditation or prayer, silence being meditation and or prayer, right? One minute of affirmations. And you can read the bedtime affirmations. If you don't have those, by the way, I highly recommend downloading the bedtime affirmations. You can go to TMM book, TMM as in the miracle morning, TMMbook.com, TMMbook.com and download the bedtime affirmations. And those help you to affirm that you're going to get a peaceful night of rest. You're going to wake up recharged and rejuvenated. And I've heard from thousands of people. No, I don't know if I've heard from thousands. I know thousands of people have used the affirmations. I don't know how many have told me, but many have told me that those were a game changer. I remember one of my coaching clients said he used those for like six months. And the first night that he didn't use those, he woke up groggy. You know, those are designed to program your subconscious mind to wake up feeling energized after a good night's sleep. So actually, after any night's sleep. They're designed to help you wake up energized. So you can go get those affirmations. And then you can go through, write your visualization and your exercise. Just do maybe some yoga or some stretching, reading. You could read. I always usually read a you know, few pages before bed. I'm reading a book right now called The Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible by Charles Eisenstein. Wonderful book. The Beautiful World our hearts know is possible by Charles Eisenstein. So I read a few nights of that, a few pages of that before I go to bed. And then scribing, if you want to journal a few things. So that's one example of a shortened, abbreviated miracle morning. But another one is you can just pick one or two or three of the sabers and do those before bed. So you might just do a you know, short meditation followed by reading your bedtime affirmations. Maybe that's it. 
right? Or maybe you read a few pages. It doesn't have to be a full-blown miracle morning. But if you do have trouble, if you if you are so used to feeling stressed before you go to bed and not sleeping, then I would encourage you, probably most important is to start with affirmations. Have affirmations that remind you the purpose of my only objective right now is to fall asleep. And so I will only think thoughts and experience feelings that are in alignment with that purpose of getting a good night's sleep. So there you go. That's it. Again, the question that I'd encourage you to ask yourself, not only on holidays, not only on Thanksgiving, but every single day of your life, I would write this down. I would begin the day any version of this, I'm, you know, you can edit this according. I said that a few times, but here's the question. How can I show up today for myself and for others in a way that all of us might experience the most meaningful day we've ever had or experience the best day of our lives or experience the most productive? How might I show up today to be the most productive I've ever been today? The quality of the questions that we ask determines the quality of the answers that we're given and then the quality of the actions that we are poised to take. So that is it for today. I'm going to go record the commentary for the Miracle Morning Movie DVD, which will hopefully be on Amazon at some point soon. I don't know how long it's going to take to get it up there, but uh, hopefully soon. And uh, yeah, and of course, last but not least, please Head over to, if you don't have your ticket to the Miracle Morning movie, that is going down the live movie experience on 12-12-2020, just what, a week and a half from today? I can't believe it's almost here. Six years in the making, this movie is, uh, it really is incredible. It's, I think it's going to change a lot of, it's going to open a lot of people's hearts and minds to what's possible for each of us when we take ownership and control of our lives. So head over to MiracleMorningMovie.com. That is MiracleMorningMovie.com. You can watch the new extended trailer. I just uploaded it this morning. So the trailer on there is the new extended trailer. So you can watch that at MiracleMorningMovie.com. And then if you haven't yet, reserve your seat to the premiere. And I know thousands of you, I think we're close to like 5,000 Miracle Morning practitioners, and of course, some newbies that are, you know, just their friends have told them about the movie, have already registered for the premiere. And uh, I think there's a chance that we might be over 10,000 people watching it and excited about that. Very excited. So, goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, my friends, I love you. I appreciate you. And may you wake up every day to your full potential and ask yourself, how can you make today? the best day of your lives because there is no good reason not to and go out there and take that version of you, the best version of you and serve selflessly add value to those you love and those you lead. And I will talk to y'all next week. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.